Hello, I'm Jessica from the Realm School of Dimensional Worship. I would love to invite you to come and be a part of our school of worship. Yahweh is multidimensional, and we should not worship in just one dimension. He has given us an invite. He's given us permission to go beyond, to go beyond the veil. The veil's been torn for us to enter in to worship dimensionally. We have all kinds of classes, songwriting, vocal class, guitar, piano. This is all just basics, giving you tools to be able to write your own songs. We also have an engaging worship, frequency of worship, expressions of worship, which is a dance class and a way to learn how to express how you worship Yahweh. We also have live songwriting classes so that we can interact together. We have live worship sessions, and we are adding now live Zoom interaction, communing time to just question and answers, to talk together. So this is a very interactive school of worship. We aren't saying that we have all of the answers. We are just here to impart to you what we have learned along our journey. Our hearts are to just draw out the treasure of Yahweh inside of you. So come and join us. You can register at thefoundationnest.com under the Realm tab. So check it out today. We would love to have you. Hey y'all, welcome to Origin Gates weekly podcast called Wisdom's Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston and I am so delighted to share this insight of the day. Today I want to talk to you about being strong and courageous. Uh, recently I was praying and asking Yahweh to reveal to me a strategy of possession. So I've admittedly become a bit frustrated at the thought of all the promises that Yahweh has given me that I've believed for, um, that I've hoped for over the years that have not yet become tangible. Uh, I know I'm probably the only one listening that has ever dealt with this or can relate to this, so I I guess I'll keep on moving. Uh, But I begin asking Yahweh, where and how do I begin the process of possession? Um, I want to hold what is mine. I want to possess the things that Yahweh has promised me, not only in my heart, but physically, tangibly. Uh, To me, I've always defined slavery as a proximity to prosperity, but it denies the possession. So in essence, if we define um, if we define prosperity uh, by what it is and not by what it's not, um, it's, it's, it's liberty and freedom in the abundant possession of holding what Yahweh has promised. So this year to me has been about getting on the same page as Yahweh rather than me trying to persuade him to get onto mine. I, I think oftentimes we have a tendency to try to persuade Yahweh into um, like almost like we try to manipulate him to, to give us the things that we desire. Um, but I, I can promise you that until we get on his page, his ways will always be higher than ours. But, but I want to get on the same page to where his, his ways become my ways. Um, I've got three incredible boys. Um, their names are Elisha, Eber, and Ezekiel. Uh, also, we have a little bun in the oven. Her name is Amelia Hope. Uh, 
a little girl due to land uh, late in October. Um, but with my boys, I've realized that that there is a cycle of of um, just not being complacent, not being satisfied, uh, because they they are so focused on the things that they don't have that it's difficult for them to enjoy what they do. And I admittedly uh, <laughs> confess here today uh, that they get that from me. Uh, Yahweh has began to reveal to me uh, that they get it honestly. You know, that's the way that I am is I get so focused on the things that I'm believing for uh, that I, I fail oftentimes to just stop and be grateful and thankful for what He has given me and what I do possess. Uh, there are so many things in my life right now, and in, in uh, mine and my wife together, uh, that we had hoped and dreamed for before we ever got married. And uh, we've been married for 13 years now. Uh, but I'm, I'm seeing that there are things that we never thought we would possess that now we don't even we don't even consider almost it's just a part of our lives a uh, part of who we are and and what we do and and it's like you know um, I heard Pastor Jessica Wright uh, say before that she remembered praying for the things that she now has and and I think it's so good to call to remembrance those times and those moments of how Yahweh has been faithful in your life, and not just with monetarily possessions, um, not those of monetary value. It's it's those possessions that that we are able to um, just be grateful for in our spirit, in our soul, in our body, um, peace and and healing and wholeness, and and the list goes on and on. Um, but take time to be grateful. So. That's my little uh, my soapbox for the morning. I'll try to pull this thing around and get back on track. So uh, recently, I began to pray, and I kept hearing the name Joshua uh, over and over. And so I began reading the book of Joshua, and I'm just going to share what um, what I begin to receive out of out of my study, uh, starting in Joshua chapter one. And 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 as I see this, there is a reoccurring theme. And that theme is the fulfillment of Yahweh's promises, not just the release of his promises of his word, but him actually fulfilling those promises. So Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses." So let's stop here for a moment. We see that that Joshua is now appointed to lead the Israelites into Canaan. This first command in verse 2 says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. I want to look at this word arise because it doesn't necessarily mean to go up as I had thought it did. It means to abide. In, in Hebrew, this word is kum, and it's made up of kuf, vav, and mem. And so I want to share a few thoughts about this. Um, some of this comes out of a book called Friends of Eber uh, that some of our family members here at Gates of Zion have authored. Um, 
And I just want to kind of share based on my relationship with this living letter uh, of of Kuf to begin with, all of these living letters, uh, and what they mean to me because it kind of brings it to life off the page. So Kuf, when we entered Zion, Kuf was enabled to speak of the dimensions of time and to begin to present a new way of timekeeping. Kuf is ready to speak as we give place to her, as we honor time by the pattern that she describes. Apostle Aaron wrote that in this book. Um, Oracle Teresa speaks of Vav, um, which pegs truth and our scrolls to our soul. So that we are well equipped to do the outworking we agreed to in Yahweh before we were sent to this earth. In Mem, Apostle Aaron shared that Eber reveals to us that the letter Mem represents the depths and potential troubling of the waters. So you see, Moses was unable to go into into this because he didn't honor the word of Yahweh. He struck the rock instead of speaking to it. However, water still came forth. You see, Moses didn't forfeit the needs of the people by disobedience. He forfeited the promise given to himself. So the Israelites were still able to enter into Canaan, but Moses didn't see it because he did not heed and and obey the word of Yahweh. So Joshua knew that in order to possess the land, he had to first possess a position, every place, right? Yahweh's desire is not just to give us what lies at the finish line, but every place along the way. So it's so important. It's so so necessary that we honor the process. Uh, Verse 4 says, From the wilderness in this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not be any man able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be there. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Here he is reminding them that he is faithful. Just because Moses was not able to see through it, see it through, forgive me, um, it doesn't mean that Yahweh himself will not be able to see it through. So just because somebody else hasn't seen what Yahweh has promised you doesn't mean that you won't see it. We have to be responsible for our actions in order for Yahweh to be well pleased with our every move. So these next two verses are really what I want to get into. Okay, verse 6 and 7. Verse 6 says, Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, and that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. So these two verses carry a theme that I want us to remember. It's something that repeats through this chapter here, and it's be strong and of good courage. So these words do not simply mean to have physical strength and a lack of fear. In Hebrew, the word strong is chazak. It's made up of ket, zayin, and kuf. And, and, and courage is all mates, which is aleph, mem, and zadi. And we've got some incredible teachers of the Hebrew language, uh, Dr. Yana and Miss Darla. 
I'm going to leave this to them uh, because I, I dabble into this. I want to learn, but I'm not at a point where I'm able to teach these words. But this is a reminder of the importance of a relationship with strength and courage, the living beings. So Yahweh was not simply commanding Joshua to be physically possessive of the characteristics of strength. He was commanding Joshua to become strong. And and Yahweh didn't simply command Joshua to be able to face pain or grief. He was commanding Joshua to become courage. And so my question to you today is, what is Yahweh asking you to become? I want to remind you today that whatever he is asking you to become, he has already given you not only the ability, but also the permission to become it. Whatever that may be, joy, peace, hope, love, health, wholeness, life, grace, mercy. The ultimate desire of Yahweh is not that we are simply in relationship, which is what I believe I've settled for for most of my life, but it's that we are able to fully express the fullness of who Yahweh is and what he desires. And it is impossible for you to express the fullness of Yahweh and who he is and what he desires until we are able to possess a relationship, until we are able to possess a a presence of who he is and what he desires. So verse 9, we come back around. I know I'm skipping verse 8, but I'm running out of time today. It says, Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. I just want to remind you, I mean, it, it comes again, we see the verse in, in verse 18, we see this, this commandment repeat, and it says, Whosoever he be that doeth rebel against thy commandment, and will not hearken unto thy words in all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death, only be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and of a good courage. What do we see time and time again through this first chapter? Be strong and of a good courage. I want to ask you, are you determined to remember the promises which Yahweh has spoken to you, even if it's a little bit more difficult than you thought it was going to be? Are are you determined to remember the promises which Yahweh has spoken to you, even if it's a lot tougher than you thought it was going to be? Are, Are you determined to remember His promises and rest in the fullness of who He is, even if it takes longer than you thought it would take. If if not, you know, like if if so, fantastic. Keep up the great work. Keep your eyes focused on him. Remain in position. Continue to seek him wholeheartedly. But if not, if you're sitting in a place today where where you just feel like you have lost some of your hope, some of your ability to believe, like you, you know I believe, Lord, but help me in my unbelief. If you have unbelieved some of Yahweh's promises, I want to encourage you today to get determined again. I want to encourage you and and remind you to be strong and courageous because remember this, outside of Canaan, the promises were given to the Israelites, but inside of Canaan, they were fulfilled. I may have mentioned this before, uh, but one of the greatest things that that my spiritual father has instilled within me is the ability to not quit, 
to continue moving forward. Um, it says that that Esau despised his birthright, and that word despised can also be um, translated into forfeit, that he gave up his birthright. It doesn't mean that he hated his birthright. It meant that he gave up. And so I encourage you today to be strong and of a good courage, to be strong and courageous in all that Yahweh has designed and equipped for you to walk into that we may possess the promises that he has given. Family, thank you for engaging with us. Uh, I'm so grateful to be a part of this podcast uh, and so grateful for you taking the time to listen to these messages, uh, to engage and apply your hearts to understanding as we are all in this together. I look forward to the next time we have together and hope you have an incredible day. Blessings.